0: Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All
1: right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, I said we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Dan Quinn and D'Amico Ryans. Obviously, they're, they're facing each other this weekend. Uh, the two defensive coordinators um, of this group of 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 candidates that the the Broncos are looking at, obviously Raheem Morris, obviously also a defensive coordinator. But Nick, what do you think of uh, these two guys? And obviously, they've been a big part of the success each of their teams have had this season.
0: I think both guys are, are great guys. Uh, of course, when you when you kind of compare resumes, uh, you look at Dan Quinn's resume. It's a little longer than that of uh, D'Amico Ryan's, but both guys and their time as uh, D coordinators have been effective. And I, I would suggest looking at the D'Amico Ryan situation a little differently because he, he's been able to do what he's done in a short period of time. And that, that's so important. And being as though you are there with Kyle Shanahan and, you know, Kyle is a very smart guy. We, 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 we can see that. I mean, you're on your third quarterback. You're playing with Mr. Irrelevant, and you're still able to be uh, somewhat productive from a, a team standpoint. And the biggest thing for me, George, when you think about these two coaches, they're preparing for uh, each, you know, the other pers- other team's uh, offense. What is it like for those guys as they try to prepare for interviews with uh, the Denver Broncos and, and other teams, knowing as though this is a very important game that uh, both of the men are, are actually dealing with?
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because it's it's kind of funny that they're being interviewed on back to back days, right? Uh, in terms of how this is going, I, Nick, I love D'Amico Ryan's. I think he will be he would be a home run higher, but I know a lot of people don't want another first time head coach. But I look at his track record, Nick. Obviously, a guy played at Alabama, played in the league. I think ten years at linebacker. Um, you know, is very well respected. Is a players guy. Like he he understands players because he played in the league for so long, right? And what he, he's been able to do in a short amount of time with the 49ers defense, I think is super impressive. And I know that the Broncos already have an impressive defense, but I'd love to see what D'Amico Ryans could do with some of these guys, right? Like you think of a Draymond Jones, if they bring him back, like, can he turn him into a Nick Bosa type player? But maybe not that that high level, but I, I do think that he could get a lot of out, of, out of guys like that. Um, you, we talked about Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton and what those guys did this last year. You know, I, I, I think that D'Amico Ryans can only elevate their game. So I, I think that uh, he would be a really interesting hire. But the biggest question mark for both of them, Nick, I think, and, and I, I want to know if you agree, is who's going to be their offensive coordinator? We have talked about Dan Quinn, right? And maybe he'd bring in Brian Schottenheimer or Daryl Bevel, two guys that obviously worked in Seattle uh, and were guys that know Dan Quinn and were offensive coordinators for, uh, you know, Russell, Russell Wilson. So I, I think that... That's that's the interesting question for this. D'Amico Ryan's. we haven't really heard a whole lot. Like, If he's hired anywhere, who is his offense coordinator? Who is he bringing with him? Is it somebody from the 49ers staff, which might be a really good hire considering Kyle Shanahan would be their mentor? Uh, or is it somebody outside of the 49ers? I don't know. But wh- what would you say is the biggest question mark for those two guys?
0: Well, it's offensive coordinators, It's been that way for me for a while. I know everyone's talking about, well, who's going to be the head coach? But for me, it, it's the offensive coordinator. And that's one of those questions that ownership will probably ask him. Where, where, where would you go to be, a uh, uh, choose your offensive coordinator? Will you look for someone in the 49ers organization or outside of the 49ers organization? But more importantly, either for Dan Quinn or D'Amico Ryans, it, it has to be someone who's familiar with Russell Wilson and vice versa. That's the best way you can get the most out of Russell in this offense, knowing as though this team is, uh, the Broncos are tied to Russell Wilson for a significant amount of time. And that's the best way, that's best, best way to do it. And it, it will be surprising to me if they, either man went uh, other places other than Darrell Bevel or, you know, Brian Schottenheimer, because those are the two guys who Russell's the most familiar with and vice versa. But here's the other thing that, D'Amico Ryan's can vouch for. I mean, the Broncos have DJ Jones and K1 Williams who went, you know, when they were playing and they were healthy, they were making plays. So if you wanted to know, okay, well, what's the true test of what D'Amico Ryan's can actually do? Just kind of look at those particular players. And you mentioned, you know, Josie Jewel, Alex Singleton, who is a free agent. And by the way, I think he finished the season with 164, 62 tackles. That's that thing that was 5th or 6th in the league, right? So I, I've, I've been around D'Amico, and I've watched him take a young Fred Warner and turn him into a Pro Bowl player. Could he do it for those two guys? There's a possibility. But here's the only kind of speed bump for D'Amico Ryans. The way he sets up his defense is a little different than what the Broncos have endured over the past couple of years. So with him bringing in a diff, different scheme, Will that make some guys uh, obsolete? That's a possibility. So once again, these are the questions that need to be answered on both sides of the ball. And from the defense standpoint, that could be something that maybe pushes D'Amico out because now he has to come in and maybe change a lot of things on the defense.
1: I was just about to ask, Nick, I I know D'Amico runs a different defense. What about Dan Quinn? If he were to come in, obviously he would probably take over that defensive side of the ball. Does he run – do the Cowboys run a different scheme than what the Broncos have been doing?
0: Well, a, a, lo- a little different because, remember, it's sort of that, uh, you know, Gus Bradley, what they did in, in Seattle, he won big corners. But it's still, you know, trying to get after the the, the pass rusher. And looking at Michael Parsons, I said this before. When I look at Baron Browning, he can be the Broncos' version of Michael Parsons. And Dan Quinn was here during training camp. Remember, they had that little, the, the, the inner squad scrimmage before the preseason game. And he got a chance to see firsthand what this roster could actually look like. So, Quinn and he, putting his fingerprints on this roster, maybe in my subtle tweaks here and there, but what the, the core pieces that the Broncos have, it may fit more of what uh, Dan Quinn wants to do than D'Amico Ryan's. But I, I just hope when ownership looks at this, they just kind of look at it with a full picture. Right. Even if D'Amico had to come in and tweak some things here and there, you still have some pieces that you can actually work with, because you mentioned, you know, Nick Bosa. You have to be able to get after the quarterback. Right. You got uh, Jonathan Cooper. You have uh, Baron Browning. They just drafted Nick Benito. Then You still have Randy Gregory. So there's still some some pieces that he can actually work with to build a defense that may be similar to what he has with the 49ers right now.
1: Yeah, definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I did want to ask you too, Nick, they play this weekend, like we said. I, I can't remember. Is that game on
0: Sunday night? Is that right? I don't know. I think that game may may be. That may be Sunday, Sunday
1: night. Yeah it's, yeah, it's Sunday night. So uh, let me ask you this, Nick. When you're watching that game, and let's say – I mean, these are two of the best offenses in the league too. Um, will the result of that game – you know, uh persuade you one way or the other on these candidates. Like let's say let's say the Cowboys go out and they score 40 on you know D'Amico Ryan's defense. Right. I don't think that's gonna happen. But let's say, or let's say Brock Purdy goes out and throws five touchdowns against Dan Quinn's, you know, defense. Is that is that gonna change your
0: perspective on, on either of these coaches? No, it's not gonna change my perspective on either coach, but I'm not the one in the room making a decision. So I think the better question is Is it going to change and affect the minds of both members of Broncos country and the ownership group? And the answer to that question is yes, it will, because everyone loves a a winner. And it's always that last impression that you have that kind of shapes your opinion, right? Be it right or wrong. It's like the last thing you see is like, yeah, like for you, you binge watch Andor, right? So, So the last thing you saw was like, it encouraged you to go watch Rogue One. So it works the same way for the Broncos ownership and the Broncos fans. They're going to say, well, this is the guy that we want. They took that team to the next level. And for me, it's like you just kind of look at the, the, the body of work. But this is going to be the – or it is the must-see game if you're a member of Broncos country because fans are going to be watching. They just interview both of these guys, right? Which guy is going to elevate their defense to a, a next level to make us go, yes – We're sold. That's our guy. And you have to be a little careful uh, about that. You can't make a lot of these decisions and and hence George decisions with being uh, emotional. So you have to look at all the facts before you make the decision. So this game is not going to persuade me either way, but it could persuade both Broncos country and the ownership.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's one game and it's also, you know, I get it's a big playoff game, but uh, it's one of those things that you have to look at the full body of work, right? If if you're uh, making this decision now, again, I, I think that obviously you'd rather have a guy that goes out and wins this game, right? Or if you know they go out and they play great on their side of the ball, um, it is going to be interesting because let's say the Cowboys win, or you know, either either team wins and and one of those guys is a finalist for the job or somebody that they really want, um, you know, that that could push the search back, uh, obviously until until that team loses. Um, at least until they, you know, have an actual announcement and press conference and stuff. So uh, definitely definitely one to keep our eyes on. I think they're the only two coaches left that uh, are still playing that are candidates. If, is that correct, Nick? I can't – I'm trying to think of the other candidates. Are anybody? Is anybody well, else still
0: playing? No, no. And unless for some reason, I mean, they come up with another set of coaches who uh, who are currently in the playoffs – on another coaching staff that they want to interview. And that could, that could happen. Yeah. That could happen. They, they could be persuaded and say, okay, well, Hey, Mike Kafka is on the Giants' staff. He's their OC. I mean, should we interview him as well? Look what he's doing with Daniel Jones. You never know. Right. That's the whole thing, but I hope they don't do that because for me, if they're doing that, that means as though they never really narrowed their, 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 the net, as they said earlier, when we said in that, in that uh, team meeting room, listening to George uh, Payton and Greg Pinner say, hey, look, we're going to cast a wide net. To me, the net has already been cast. You have your, your host of characters. Don't, don't add more people to it. Don't add more people.
1: Let me ask you this, Nick, before we take a break, because uh, I do think we'll get a group of finalists next week. It, it, I'm not going to ask you who you would pick as your three finalists for the job, but who do you think the Broncos will pick as three finalists for the job next week?
0: And these you're referring to, like maybe this the second interview?
1: Yes, second interview. Who's who? Who who? Pick three guys that you think will get a second interview. Not who you would pick, but who Greg Penner and, and and all them would pick.
0: I mean, with Harbaugh out, I mean it's going to be Sean Payton again. It's going to be Dan Quinn again, and it's going to be D'Amico Ryan's. Because think about what we just said: D'Amico Ryan's and Dan Quinn. They face off defensively against one another, right? So so the ownership is, could be swayed by what they see pro or con by either of these coaching prospects and want to bring them in. One of these guys are going to win. So the question is going to be, well, Hey, you guys went out, you were eliminated. What would you do different? Hey, you won the game. Okay. Well, how do you feel as though you can push this team forward that that's going to be the dialogue. So those are the three guys that I think uh, the Broncos ownership will have back for a second interview.
1: I think it's Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, and I think David Shaw, Nick. David
0: uh, Shaw. They've already interviewed him already.
1: I know, but I think he'd get a second interview. Uh, wow. I think tell me why. I I think that his Stanford connection uh to Condoleezza Rice and obviously Greg Pinner is gonna play a role and I think they think very highly of him. I thought it once they I think it was uh it should have been an, a, 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 a big red light uh, to everybody when they decided to put him in the candidate pool and interviewed him relatively early in the process that they like him a lot uh, and obviously are very familiar with him. I think he'll get a second interview, Nick. I don't think he'll get the job. I think he is like a backup to the backup plan here. Um, and I think he was previously a backup to the backup to the backup before Jim Harbaugh dropped out. But I think that they really like him and I think that they would like to hear him from him again i think that that's what's gonna happen
0: come on george i mean you just i mean i
1: I don't agree i'm not saying that's what i would do i'm just saying i think that that's the feeling i
0: get well yeah but you just said yourself he's a backup to the backup to the backup with that being the case why are you wasting time or why would you waste time to interview him when you can use that time to solidify and select the next head coach for the denver broncos why? Just what you're gonna bring him in and say, you know what? You watch Dan Quinn. I mean, why did they games. interview why why did
1: they interview Kevin O'Connell and Dan Quinn again last year? Well, well, Kevin. If they, knew, if they knew Hackett was their guy all along, is which is what they came out and said, why did they interview the other two guys? Second well, time?
0: Kevin O'Connell, he got the Sean McVay bump, like like most of the coaches who coach with Sean McVay. You get that extra Sean McVay bump, so they want to bring you back in. And he was Kevin O'Connell, that is. He was had the title of being the offensive coordinator for the Rams, but guess what? He didn't even call the plays. But they interviewed him again for the second time, which which blows my mind.
1: Again, I I don't know. I, again, I don't know what they're gonna do. I do think it's very clear Sean Payton and Dan Quinn are gonna get second interviews, and Dan Quinn hasn't even interviewed for the first time yet. But I think both those guys obviously are kind of the one to. Um, Guys right now, we'll see what they end up doing. Again, there's a lot of Sean Payton smoke out there right now, Nick. Um, and it seems like if he's going to go somewhere, sounds like it's probably going to be the Broncos this cycle. But again, I've been saying it all along, who knows if he really wants to go to the Broncos. I know that there's been some reports out there that they have mutual interest. We'll see if that mutual interest stays the same when the Broncos say, hey, we're not giving you two first-round picks to the Saints. And also, I don't know if we're paying you $20 million a year.
0: Okay, here's the thing that got me right? They didn't offer Sean Payton. Correct. They, 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 they've they spoken to him, let's say essentially twice already. He's already mm-hmm. had two interviews, right? So they didn't offer him. So if they did not offer him, there's something there either for for them or for him that is creating a little hesitation. Yep. Right? Maybe, maybe yep. This, this isn't a job that Sean Payton
1: I think it's also, I think, Nick, this ownership group, and this is what people need to, to realize. Because there was people, again, there's people out there on Tuesday that are like, hey, don't, uh, don't let them leave the room, give them a blank check. That's not how this group works, man. Like, they want to view all the candidates, they want to talk to everybody before they make any sort of decision. So I think that's part of it, Nick. They're being patient in this because they know they have to get it right. And if you just go in and you're offering, you know, coaches right on the spot, like, that's just not, I think that shows a desperation factor from the ownership group. And I, I just don't like that. So I, I I think it's a good move that they haven't just offered. And I get it. Sean Payton has the track record that a lot of places would just offer him. But I, I think you have to be more careful than that. And you have to get some actual answers from people before you offer them jobs. And I think you also got to see, I mean, what if D'Amico Ryan just blows them out of the water today and you had already offered the job to Sean Payton, then you'd be kicking yourself. Right. Hey. So I, I think, that, uh, go ahead. <laughs> What were, what were you going to say?
0: I know a lot of married guys who are in that situation right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good situation to be in. Uh, that's why you got to be patient, maybe, before you get down on basic. the water. You gotta be patient. Um, that's what I'm doing. That's what I tell my mom all the time. I'm just being patient, mom. Be, looking be at be all, all the prospects. Yeah, yeah. Checking out all the prospects. Yeah. Uh, Nick, we got to take a quick break. Uh, And we will get into some of these divisional round games, uh, breaking them down and, and seeing who you like this weekend.